right. Well, um, welcome everybody to um, Fish Out of Water. Um, we are doing our very first live podcast recording on Twitch. So um, thank you all for showing up and for always supporting us. If this is your first time listening to the podcast because you're a fan of Friday or just because um, you found it on your feed, thank you guys so much for... Um, yeah, coming to our little living room here. Um, so Fish Out of Water is really a podcast that we created to share some of the intimate conversations that we have amongst ourselves, but more importantly, just use the platform that we have to showcase the amazing people that we have the privilege of knowing, of working with, and partnering with in a lot of ways. So today we have an incredible guest. Um, if you already follow Holy Rad Studio, you absolutely have seen her on our feed. <laughs> yes. um, you've probably met her at one of our many events um, when places were still a thing. Um, um, but now we're having her via Zoom to talk about um, some of the incredible work that she's doing. Um, but quickly, I'll just introduce myself. I'm Daryl. I'm um, the founder of Holy Rad Studio. I'm a photographer and I am passionate about storytelling, as you can see. Um, and I'm not going to butcher intros this time. So I'm going to let the, everybody introduce themselves um, before we take it to Friday. Um, I'm Saskia Borgrav. I'm the content and operations director at Holy Rad should I also say something I'm passionate about? I don't know. <laughs> I'm passionate. <laughs> it's the first time we've done that. I know. It's like summer camp and we're introducing our favorite ice cream or something. Yeah. <laughs> your favorite color. Yeah. <laughs> say something interesting about yourself. Um, no, I, I'm passionate about entrepreneurship, which is why I'm so excited to have Friday today. Yes. Yeah. Hi, I'm Elena Franco. I am the Director of Research and Development, and I'm also passionate about everything that was just stated <laughs> and really passionate about everything that Friday's doing because it's just so incredible. Yeah, yeah, we're hyping this up. We gotta yeah. just actually let Friday yeah. speak now. <laughs> it deserves the hype, Friday. It really does. Come on, it really deserves does. the hype. Um, so, Friday. You're looking good. You're in the sun. Um, for those of um, you who don't know Friday, I'm just. why don't you, you know, let the people know. Who are you? Where are you from? What do you do? So I am a ringleader in a circus, and I founded a circus 10 years ago, and I juggle, and I train elephants. Yep. I mean, it's an accurate metaphor. It really is accurate metaphor. It's an accurate metaphor. Okay, no. Um, being serious, my name is Friday Linton. Um, I'm an entrepreneur, meta-based artist, an educator. I founded the FBF Meta Atelier, where we make all sorts of metal objects, whether it be dresses, tops, bags, homeware, coasters, and etc. Um, I also founded the Fashion with Friday Academy, which is an independent academy that provides fashion and entrepreneurship workshops for young creative scholars, ages 9 to 16. And with that, we really tried to give them the behind the scenes of what entrepreneurship looks like, what it's like to be an owner of something and be proud of that, um, and what it's like to work in the industry in different areas, um, and how creativity can help you express yourself in so many ways and how it can transcend your imagination and take you so many different places. Um, and on the education, on the other side of education, I'm an adjunct professor at LIM College. Um, and I also own my own circus, like I said before, <laughs> all that good stuff. But no, um, I'm excited to be here. Thank you guys for having me. Appreciate Thanks it. Um, who wants to go first? Because like we always have so many questions for Friday because we're in awe of who you are and what you do. But mm -hmm. I think um, 
for those who are not familiar, I think it'd be really great just to like invite people into the story of how you started the Academy because it is just okay. such a great way to like express who you are as a person, but also like how your entrepreneurial journey actually like really um, illuminated to you the need for what you ultimately created. Right. So I founded it in 2015. Uh, it was a passion project at first. Um, my sister, she held a really great position, still holds a really great position at a charter school. And um, she asked me to come to do just a fashion workshop with her kids during, I believe it was their after school portion as like a treat because they were really good. And a lot of the younger girls showed interest in fashion. Uh, so I went and I was nervous as ever. I went there, I'm like, oh, they're gonna hate me. They're gonna throw paper at me. They're gonna think this is terrible. <laughs> I went, it went great. Um, really great feedback from the girls. We mood boarded that day, I believe. I, I had them do some sort of random simulation of if they had a fashion company, you know, what would the mood of it be or um, what would they create? And, you know, I, it, it was interesting because I got a chance to see what their minds were thinking at that age, you know, and I noticed that it was a lot broader than what everyone else is thinking that younger kids are working on or thinking about, you know, like they went in depth of, this girl is going to wear this dress to this party and with these sh shoes and it was so intricate and I don't know that really inspired me so my sister kept having me come back for like little one-offs um and then when she transferred school she thankfully brought me right with her she's like hey I want you to be like an official teacher of, of an after-school program here um and yeah, I, I did it for four years. I was there teaching them fashion and entrepreneurship, um, taking them out into the world. Um, the school that I was at was in Brownsville, Brooklyn, which is where I am from. And I noticed that a lot of the kids, they're not getting the opportunities that they deserve. You know, they're, they get the short end of the stick where they're just learning basic education, arithmetic, English, you know, science, which is great. You need that. But I thought that, you know, why isn't there room for more, a more diverse creative education? You know, why can't they have classes where they're going into, you know, Manhattan and, and researching fashion companies and getting more in depth? So that's what I did. I, I didn't see it and there was a void in it. So I decided to fill it and the workshops became more and more so experiential. And we would literally go into you know, the, the run down the list, the Prada, the LV, the St. Laurent, all of these stores. And, you know, they'd look at us like, why are all these children in here? Because they're not used to stuff. <laughs> they're like, what is happening? Don't touch the clothes. Um, don't take any pictures. But uh, I don't know, being the bulldog that I am, I'm like, hi, they're here and they're here to learn. So if you want these to be potential customers in the future, then you should accept them at this time and allow them to see what it is that you're making and learn from, you know, what it is that you're doing. And they had no choice but to say yes. <laughs> so, I mean, of course, yeah. like, how are you supposed to say no? <laughs> yeah, but you know, uh, the thing about um, this industry, one of the things that I'm learning is, is, is they don't really want to touch the kid area. Like they're just like, ah, I don't want 
kids here. You know, this is, they, they're not going to be serious. They don't know what they're doing. We're just going to deal with um, teenagers and up, like college level or high school level and up. But what they fail to understand is that, and a lot of the parents of these kids fail to understand, is that that age between nine and 16, they're so impressionable. They, they, they are learning their sponges, you know, they're learning languages and they're learning all the core math stuff. And, you know, they're just like getting their feet wet and exploring the world. So I feel like it made sense for me to just, you know, sneak on in and put some business in there and put some creativity in there at the same time. Um, so fast forward after the four years with the, um, with the school, with the charter school, I went independently and um, we successfully achieved our first, I guess, large scale summer workshop. Um, Safia was, was there majority of the time doing some filming and, you know, it, it was great because we had an opportunity to work with so many different creative mentors who came on board um, to help them learn how to do um, sneaker design. And they were also able to build sneakers from scratch and then learn the business side of it of, you know, how do you pitch this? You know, who's your target consumer? What are the marketing ideas? What are the numbers for this? Um, and also working with you guys, Holy Rat Studio, to do a complete photo shoot production workshop where they were able to go behind the scenes and learn how to do product shots for their sneakers that they designed. Um, a few other awesome companies, uh, Hip Hop Closet, thank you so much to Kaisha Kelly, who allowed us to utilize this large, beautiful space. Um, uh, what, what is that? The Navy Yard, yes, at the Navy Yard to construct their sneaker. Um, Shelly Isabel, who was our, our like Tim Gunn, she was the person who was very much so involved in showing them exactly what it was like to, you know, design a sneaker and um, and like the the ins and outs. Um, and what I try to do also is if I don't really if I'm not an expert in a topic or within a topic, I try to find someone who is because I don't know everything, you know, I'm still learning. And that feels good to know that I can show them that. Um, if you don't know something, you can reach out to other folks and you can work with them and peer collaborate. Um, so yeah, last summer was great. They ended the summer with a, um, a design pitch, a design pitch workshop at Foot Locker headquarters in New York. And it was so awesome to just see them up there in front of all, these, all of these executives presenting their business plans and their sneakers. The youngest one was um, nine years old. And I'm just like, whoa, this is good as last year. We were in there in tears. I know, I know. She was, she was nine and she presented like a profit and loss statement. Mm -hmm. I didn't to, even know what that was. That was like 25. To the, like... <laughs> to people at Foot Locker, like at the Foot Locker headquarters. But I mean, I think that that's also what makes you as a teacher yeah. Friday. And I think hearing your stories, um, just in our conversation about what it's been like to be a teacher of an after school program for that age group, but at the same time, mm -hmm. be a professor at an institution yeah. of older folks. Um, right. You know, I think your philosophy behind teaching is also what's so important about the way that you teach children. And the, is that 
why are we why why is it different you know like it really I mean I had thought about that mm-hmm. but I had never actually seen it in action with pr- like literal video proof and not even video I mean I, I met I yeah. met the girl. I, yeah. I, I watched, I, she pitched to um, and presented to all of us um, when we did the photo shoot, I mean, yeah. as a part of the process. So, yeah, yeah, I mean, I'd just love for you to, like, give us some more insight about, like, what that experience has been. Like, has it always come naturally to you to treat children and speak to them the yeah. same way that you'd speak to anybody else? Was there a moment in your life that you felt like you were pandered to as yeah. a child? Like, that's that's, that's a real huge. It's a huge thing to be able mm-hmm. to not only like recognize but yeah. then actualize yeah. um so i just love to know how you got there with with it um it as i tell you guys all the time it felt very natural um i never had plans to teach ever uh i'm actually not the best at explaining certain things i would say um i have to be really passionate about it so i think that that was the thing that connected or turned on whatever teaching light in my head or in my soul you know um and brought me to do that it was very organic it kind of just happened um i enjoy working with kids because they have this very like just raw like i want to do this and this is how it's going to be and if I'm going to do makeup on this face and I'm going to make the whole face blue. And you're like, why did you put blue makeup all over the face? And they're like, because that's what I want to do. And I'm like, go for it. You know, when we get older, we definitely kind of edit a lot. Edit how we speak. You know, everything's very PC. Um, And I don't know, I just, I really enjoy that, like, raw artistic talent and creativity that the young kids have. and then on the business end, you know, at first I thought it might have been a little bit difficult to explain certain things to them. But what I understand now is everyone learns the same. We had this conversation. Everyone learns the same, I noticed, from the college students that I'm, you know, teaching who are adults about to go into the, you know, the whole world. Um, and these younger kids who are literally just starting their journey out in life and figuring out what they like, you know. Um, I use a lot of, I use a lot of craftiness in my lessons, um, a lot of cut and paste, a lot of, if you feel something, mood board it, or if you, you know, want to express something, draw it out. Um, I notice that everyone likes that. And, you know, just listening. I think that's something that a lot of teachers, especially me growing up, they didn't listen to kids. It was like, this is what you have to learn today. Mm-hmm. And, you know, uh, <laughs> the, the educational board system says you have to learn it by this date because we need more funding, you know. So we need you to do this. We need you to learn this. We need you to pass this test so that the school can get funding. And not having that kind of pressure, you know, being fully independent and being able to just say, well, if we don't learn this today, we can learn it throughout the week next week. There is no rush. Um, I think that that's listening and uh, teaching them a little bit slower at a slower pace um it has helped a lot because they can understand things like profit and loss statement you just have to break it down to them and 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 literally explain it to them like they're six years old because they are six years old some of them you know so but it's funny how like 
you have to explain that to most people. Like I would need a six-year-old explanation when I'm first yeah. learning something. Like, to, you know, you're so right. Everybody same. learns the right way. You, like the same. Yeah, and this so girl has right. more degrees than any of us put together. Like, yeah. And so. I would still need that six, like just to ease me in, you know? Like, Yeah, I mean, the, the idea of like wisdom and insight and having something that's worth contributing is so compartmentalized into yeah. age groups, but also identities and who has permission to do what. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, a conversation we always have and we've been having having actually because we're preparing a course for a school that's about project management is that we don't really have a lot of opportunity to know how to go off the beaten path to like discover what we want and give ourselves a roadmap of how to get there and I think that is really what's what what is exciting to be in witness of um, the scholars is like they know exactly what they want Right. Especially because it hasn't been beat out of them yet. You know, they really do have this sense of I'm going to paint it blue because that's what I wanted. Duh. Mm, You know. So, yeah, I mean, I don't want to say too much, but what have been some other insights that you have discovered in sort of providing this, like either from what your own childhood experience was and how that maybe implies how you um, teach the girls. Um, But even just like some things that you didn't even know were issues until you started working um, in this way? Hmm. Um, I would say a lot, what I've noticed is that is an issue. A lot of, um, because of the lack of listening and the, and the way kids are taught every day in school, there is this like thing that's like slowly eating away at their confidence in regards to, you know, how well they perform. Um, I think one of those things, honestly, is the, the testing system, you know, at, at this, this idea that if you don't understand this thing by this, like I said, by this time or date, you know, when you take this test and you fail it, you lack the knowledge or, you know, you're special or whatever. They, I, don't, I don't like any of those things. Um, and I, I notice that within when I'm teaching them the creative stuff. Um, you know, and I see things like them beat themselves up or like get really down on themselves when they can't, I don't know, when they mess up or like they're not coloring in lines or I'm just like, listen, (laughs) different, different space, you know, this is coming from your heart, not from your head, right? You need to focus on what your heart is telling you and create from there. And I think that relearning, that unlearning and relearning uh, process, I believe that it's going to help them when they, you know, are in their normal school setting as well. And maybe they won't feel as discouraged. Maybe they'll just really start to understand like, okay, well, this is my learning pace and it doesn't make me any less smarter, any less foolish because I am excelling. I have straight A's and, you know, I'm getting straight through this like steady path um and I'm valedictorian and you know it's I I'm still trying to figure out these things um you know what what are some issues that they have within their learning experience that I could kind of help them shift um still on that journey so we'll have to we'll have to table that question a little in part two of this but for sure I I would say one of the main things is confidence um and how you know, me working on a plan of how I can make them feel more comfortable and confident during the process. Because if they feel like 
you know, maybe we're doing business law with um, Unorthodox Legal. Um, Ashley Williams, she's my attorney and she is awesome. And she does these great law classes with them. But, you know, before we sit down, we have conversations and I tell her like, okay, if we're talking about trademark or copyright or contracts, you know, let's make that contract four sentences and make it very small so that they can digest that and know that these are terms, this is where the signatures go, this is why you have the date on it, you know, bite yeah. size. Yeah. That's really what it is, is just serving it to them in, in with smaller in smaller bites than just like showing them this whole big thing and intimidating them. Um, but yeah. You're making me think of this um, quote uh, from a man who came to, um, who came to speak at Holy Rad and um, it was actually a former member, Eric Payne, who was hosting a like yeah. master. Eric. Yeah. Yeah. Shout out to Eric. Shout out to Eric who brought um, this incredible author and philanthropist and public speaker called Elliot Carlisle to our space. And he said it was like the best, the best thing he said the whole hour was, um, uh, when were you first told that you had to that you couldn't color outside of the lines? When was the first time someone said to you, "No, no, you have to color inside of the lines," or you know, "The grass can't be blue; it has to be green," or all of those all of those things? And I couldn't even I couldn't even think of how old I was when someone said that to me. But it would have been extremely extremely young. And then I I also really relate to. I mean, I I guess the reason I love the academy so much as well on a personal level is I took art at school. I took art as a course. You know, if, if you yeah. were creative, that's what you took. You took art, which yeah. is actually extremely broad if you think about it. But that's, you know, it, it was the only option. And the people who thrived and were prioritized were the people who could draw and who could paint. And I couldn't draw and I couldn't paint. I was terrible at that. And there was no one there saying, well, actually, uh, the art industry is actually really, really large. And there are lots of different things yeah. that you could do. You know, it was instead like, OK, default to photography, but you're going to get a lower grade because photography is considered easier, you know, and it's just not. It, they, yeah, and, oh, there's just so much there. Yeah. So, I'm just listening to you and I'm like, who's that teacher? I know. <laughs> yeah. I know. I mean, it's the same teacher who told me, you know, I, I wasn't going to make it into NYU because I wasn't good enough at film. Like the, it, it was a very limited perception of what art is. And I wouldn't even say that they thought of art as, you know, I, I don't really say art industry. I say the creative mm -hmm. industry. And I think it was yeah. a very traditional way of looking at the creative industry, which was, oh, um, you're a bit creative and you're not very academic. You should do art and just draw. Yeah. You know, what does that even? And you mean, know what's though? crazy about that too is in school they do not teach you both. They give you either the art path or you can exactly. go to art. You can go to school for fashion design. You know, you can go to school for sculpting, whatever it is. And then on the opposite end, oh, you want to do business? Great, you can go to school for business. You know, and you can just take it all the way to your master's degree or, or further. But there has not, at least for me, I have not seen. Um, a a combination of the two, where in in the same academy or in the same house you can learn how to do this amazing art and, and kind of tap into your creative abilities, and then learn 
the business end of it and learn that, okay, well, you want to be an artist? Have you considered opening an art studio or housing other artists, you know? And I think it's just having that example there to expand your mind and, and tell you that it doesn't have to be this tiny little thing. It can be this broad thing. Um, it's not taught. So it was something that was lacking. It was something that I didn't have. It was something that I felt like these young black and brown kids in my neighborhood didn't have. And I wanted to see it. So I started it. (laughs) The seeds that you are planting in these kids' brains, you know, because it's exactly, it's at that age where they actually become, you know, very much like, oh, I got to get good grades. Tunnel vision. Tunnel vision. And you're actually doing the opposite, which is like, no. No, keep what, it open. Keep that. Open. Yeah. What is you want the face blue and yes. yellow yeah. and green? Like, yeah. yeah, but also seeing, seeing that, seeing an example. Yeah, exactly. Right. Exactly. Which is exactly. why media is so representation important is and why so it can. And that's why so the creative important. mentors are there. Because like I said, I don't know everything. And, you know, you kind of have to recognize that in yourself. Like, ah, oh, well, I know this amount, but I don't know, you know, I don't know what you guys know about production and photography and all of that great stuff, right? So having these creative mentors come on board and giving them an opportunity to, to teach, you know, uh, because they may not have had the opportunity to teach before. Or a lot of the creative mentors that bring on um, are kind of afraid in the, in the beginning, like, oh, I've never taught. Yeah. And I'm like, listen, everything you've ever thought about teaching, throw it out the window. Here's how we do it here. You know, it's you can flex this lesson however you want. We can we can do half of the lesson in the in the class or like inside. We can go outside to the other half and go to the park and sit in a circle and talk about, you know, how we can create together or what are the uses of um, you know, of peer collaboration or how to shoot uh on a camera, outside scenery, or whatever it is, you know? So it's, it's a good combination of them teaching their expertise, us doing lecture, us doing experiential, um, and just providing a different way for them to learn. Mm. Yeah, and also just the, 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 the energy that you exude from your life that you have carved out from your space Friday is something that I know is also metaphysically planting seeds in their hearts and their minds and that's also why I really want us to shout out what you have done because I want anybody who watches this whether it's three years from now or literally live on Twitch that not only should we support the actual academy that you've created and we'll plug that soon but we should also support sharing your story because what it does is gives other people like the seeds you're planting in, in, in these incredible young scholars, it plants a seed, I think, in other people to give themselves permission that, you know, the traditional way of affecting change is certainly through inside of the institutions and that is needed. I mean, just think about the fact that your sister was at a charter school that said, yes, you know what? My sister has a good idea. I'm going to plug that. I'm going to plug her in. Right. And it gave you the confidence, but you took that ran with it and created something completely outside of the charter school, completely independent of a lot of these formal educational institutions. And I think that that's something that's really, really powerful that I, we want to encourage people to think about that little idea because I'm telling you, 
um, there are so many folks that have that little spark in their heart to do and fix the thing that they experience from the very place that they are from, which are the people who are supposed to be fixing the issues exactly. to begin with, right? And so that is something that's so important because yes, like we are clearly experiencing in higher educational institutions the same issues that Friday's mm-hmm. scholars are experiencing. However, it's important for us to contextualize that if it is bad, even the places where it's supposed to be the best, what does that mean for the rest of yeah. us, right? So it's, um, yeah, I mean, I cannot um, praise you enough, Friday, but also just like I'm so grateful to just have the experience of witnessing. Yeah. Witnessing firsthand, like not even by video, but like firsthand in person, watching the confidence that exudes from mm-hmm. any of the scholars and, and, and not just the one that won the competition, but just like every single one of the girls actually just being themselves and showing up for themselves and believing in themselves, um, of course, with the mentorship of, of you in the academy. But that is something that I think about probably like a couple of yeah. times a week. Yeah. <laughs> and so like just the psychological um, way that my world is expanded from knowing that is something that I also think that we don't necessarily know how to measure. So it doesn't feel like that big, but I know that that's where it's huge. At least, at least speaking from the way that I have been changed by witnessing it. Yeah. Um, well, thank you. And thank you guys for always supporting. Honestly, it, it helps because there's only so much you can do alone, you know, and from, you guys at home and all of the creative mentors and companies and people who have just who, who donated and you know just kind of said I like what you're doing and I'm gonna support it in whatever way I can honestly I'm really grateful because it's something that I know that I am meant to do you know this is a part of my path a part of my purpose so you know I don't know how long I'm hoping that it's like it turns into a central St. Martin's you know and it's like the the thing you know we have so many which I know we will because we've already started to to help develop so many young great minds um shout out to Cara Cara Virgo she won the competition last year Mm -hmm. um she's now a young creative mentor so she's about to go into her second year of high school um I've been workshopping with her and she's been with the academy for like four or five years now um and she has her first internship with the academy and now she's learning directly from me about how to run a business and how i run the academy and you know all of these skills and things that i try to teach them she's getting them firsthand so you know i'm i'm excited to see what she who she becomes in like 20 years time you know um so to me that's the fun part is planting the seeds all around the place, whether it be here, whether it be in Guyana, um, whether it be in different states or countries, and then just sitting back when I'm like 50 something and just, you know, just watching them just shine, you know, that's, that's really what I'm excited about the most. I know. Oh, well, it's beautifully said as always Friday. And like, we could just keep talking and talking with you, but we do Forever. have to close out because we got. <laughs> yeah. um, we actually have Ayana coming next. But um, do we want? But yeah, brainwash yeah. media. Brainwash yeah. media. But yeah. we would love for you as we're doing a new as well. Well, it's actually Friday. Yeah. Why don't we plug? Yes. Uh, Fashion with Friday. How can people donate to the program? Okay, so by tonight, later tonight, the donation platform will be up and launched. It is fashionwithfriday.com. 
Um, and it'll be up there, you know, feel free to provide any sort of um, donations and funding as you would please. Also on Instagram, FWF Academy. Yeah. And of course, like always, we'll plug it wherever you guys are listening or watching. We'll make sure to plug those links so you can easily access. Um, if you're watching Twitch right now, you can just go to our flyer on our Instagram and go ahead and follow all those accounts. And like Friday said, um, she'll have the link later on her website. Yeah. I mean, Friday, we love you. Yes. We love what you were doing. We hope that everybody who's watching or will eventually watch actually does donate. go donate and go to those links because I think right now more than ever, and I think this, this will be the case when we even um, post this um, as a recording um organizations um need to be supported but i think oftentimes our go-to organizations are the ones that have a lot of overhead mm. where your money doesn't necessarily go to affect change i 100 yeah. without a doubt guarantee that the money that you put into fashion mm. with friday academy will affect change Absolutely. um and it will be powerful yeah. okay friday we will see you later i'll see, see you soon, soon. Yeah. um enjoy the rest of your night and thanks as always for yes. joining us Thanks, Friday. Yeah. All right. See ya. Bye.